0: Doug Terrell, History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Tuesday, the 13th day of September 2022. John Calvin was another of the early church reformers, Martin Luther gets credit as the first, which is not completely correct. There was always pockets of resistance, or at least dispute, with the dominant Catholic Church. Luther began as a Catholic priest, and Calvin initially studied in that direction, but switched to law. About the age of 25, he left the Catholic Church about 10 years after Luther nailed his 95 Theses to the church door. On this day in 1541, Calvin returns to Geneva after a three-year exile over religious conflict. Recall that it was not uncommon for anyone who disputed with the church to be burnt at the stake. One such reformer was Michael Servetus, a French reformer who fled Catholic France and settled in Geneva. His ideas on the Trinity were too controversial even for the Calvinist, and he was toasted by order of the Geneva Town Council 12 years after Calvin's return to the city. The Battle of Baltimore is in the second of four days in 1814. The battle was a land and sea affair. On the 13th, British ships began the shelling of Fort McHenry. Over a 25-hour period, they fired between 1,500 and 1,800 cannonballs at the fort, more than one per minute for the full period. Overnight, American lawyer Francis Scott Key watched the shelling from the British vantage point. Within a week, he wrote a poem called The Defense of Fort McHenry. The poem is the basis for our national anthem. Some have argued we should replace it with some other song that does not have a basis in wartime. But if you listen to other national anthems, I like the tone of ours just fine. Take out a chocolate bar and celebrate. Today would have been Milton Hershey's 165th birthday. Hannibal Goodwin of Newark, New Jersey, set about to find a transparent film to display images about 1885. Goodwin was a pastor and the images he was most interested in were study aids for his teaching. He files for a patent in 1887 and it's granted on this day in 1898. Before Goodwin can get a company set up, he dies from complications due to a street accident near a construction site. Goodwin's patent rights were sold to Anthony and Scoville. The story is George Eastman blatantly copied Goodwin's patent and his ruthless business practice nearly bankrupt a They sue and won a $6 million settlement cheap for Eastman. a will continue to manufacture film until the 1980s under the AGFA ANSCO name. The first recorded automobile accident occurs on this day in 1899 in New York City and also involved an electric-powered taxi. Mr. Henry Bliss was stepping off of a trolley when he was struck by the taxi. He succumbed to his injuries the next day. In a side note, 90% of the taxis operating in New York City at the time were reported to be electrically powered, and the electrical-powered car outsold gasoline and steam in ninety-nine and 1900. Bluegrass founder Bill Monroe was born in Rocine, Kentucky on this day in 1911. While we often think of bluegrass music with its cousin, the mountain music of Appalachia, the Monroe family and his lauded uncle Pendleton Vandiver were from Ohio County in west central Kentucky, not far from Beaver Dam. The first computer with disk storage is delivered by IBM on this day in 1956. The IBM 305 Ray Mac had two disk units, each about the size of two refrigerators, with a storage capacity of 5 meg total. For comparison, the audio file of this program is about 10 times that size. The entire computer system weighed over a ton. IBM did not sell the Beast, but rented them for the equivalent of $31,000 per month. And you thought your cell phone was expensive. For the past 800 years, the Dutch have been working against nature and mostly winning. The name Netherland means low country. Those iconic windmills were used to pump water to drain the land and make it productive. They even have a name for such ground, plotter. They built dikes around low swampy ground, then pumped the water out. Like New Orleans, it's below sea level, and the pumping must continue. In 1956, the dike around East Flevoland is closed. The dike is 56 miles long and enclosed 130,000 acres, making it the largest plotter built. Actor and producer Tyler Perry is 53 today. Like a lot of funny people, he has had a lot of difficult times in life. He is quoted as saying, his father's solution to most situations was a beating. Born Emmett Perry Jr., he legally had his name changed to Tyler to distance himself. 1977, General Motors introduces the diesel engine in the Oldsmobile line. Diesels were not offered in American cars at the time. This venture was not successful as the design was not robust enough to be reliable. Diesels of the time tended to be loud and smoky, also not features desired in passenger automobiles. The 5.7 liter FL9 engine was the most popular of the lot, but still suffered from reliability issues. The idea was scrapped after 1985. Nintendo releases Super Mario Brothers in Japan in 1985. It will be on the North American market in time for the Christmas shopping season. Bishop Desmond Tutu leads the largest anti-apartheid march in South Africa in 1989. It's easy to point a bony finger at the travesties committed by Europeans against Africans, What is not often remembered, Europeans, and that includes America, led the crusade against slavery, if not civil rights. What is lost on most folks is Africa is still a hotbed of slavery and persecution. Today, it is nearly all black on black. One report claims there are almost 10 million slaves in Africa today, equal the total number that ever lived in North America over 150 years. Israel again extends the olive branch to the Palestinians in 1993 with the signing of the Oslo Accords. There was a major oops in Massachusetts in 2018 that caused extensive damage to 40 homes and 25 injuries. The gas company was installing new low-pressure lines that were fed from a high-pressure line through a regulator. This is a very common setup. During the cutover to the new piping, the sensor that controlled the amount of gas being let in from the high-pressure pipe was left on the old line. Sensing zero pressure, it functioned as intended and opened the valve completely, resulting in an overpressure and a series of explosions and fires. That's history and comment for the 13th day of September. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.